This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hey, Chris. How's it going? It's like you just spoke uh, recently. It's, yeah, I know, huh? We- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like you know, I had, just uh, had some occasion to have some uh, uh, private chats going on for various reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but not only that, I've only just released the podcast like oh, as of Friday. Um, managed to upload it late Friday night my time, so it feels like you know, <laughs> it sort of feels like we've already just started, you know, finishing the other episode. <laughs> right, because you just were listening through. Uh, you know, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> it's very strange, very strange indeed. Yes, it is. So this whole episode, we're just going to jump right in. This whole episode mm. on uh, just two days ago, I went and took the trip up the mountain, up to Big Bear to visit Farsight. And the specific reason that I was going there was I really wanted to get my hands on uh, the Arcuda software and on the cabinet that Farsight has. And really uber uber specifically i wanted to see the connect in action oh, and yeah. uh, experience it's, experience that's that. the killer feature man like that's the thing and it, it sort of translates okay in videos but i bet you're going to tell us what it's like in real life well, and that's just it it was like there's only so much you can get from the video and mm. uh, i think the video also kind of led me to believe i was going to experience certain things that maybe i don't so oh, okay well yeah now um yeah, so 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 up the hill I went. The last two times I've been up there, it was always winter, so mm. it was nice to not have to worry about snow anywhere. Um, snow chains, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Do they normally keep the road pretty clear going up there, or was it really got to like put the chains on and deal with it in winter? No, when it's when it's the problem with with Southern California, you got to realize is that snow melts. A lot mm. during the day, and then the the roads just become ice. Mm. So that's why it's constant chains when uh, when going up the mountain. Once you're actually on top of the hill, I think you could probably get away with not wearing chains as much. Okay, but even then, uh, it's windy everywhere. Oh yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's mountain driving. <laughs> yeah. See, mountain driving up here in Queensland is nice. You just get on it and you drive around, you know, it's the, the, the thing, the only thing you have to worry about. I remember when I was on the bike was pretty much riding around on in the forest areas. You have to watch for wet leaves on the ground because mm-hmm. they basically turn like glass, um, the road like glass. So. No, the best way to describe it, you, you ever seen those uh, car commercials where they do an aerial shot and it's just this snake of switchbacks? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, basically Big Bear Road exactly. or whatever it's called. Uh, mm. the, you know the main one is Big Bear Road, actually. All right, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> not hard to guess on that. Um, Somebody use that logic on that one for sure. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so anyway, went in there and uh, tracked down Mike and Rob. Uh, Rob, you all know on the forum as Flippy Floppy, uh, and Mike it's Mike Lindsay. Who, if you watch the Twitch broadcast, that's who always hosts the Twitch broadcast. And he's uh, Nar Mike on a G N A R Mike on Twitter, I think, too. Correct. So uh, those guys found those guys real quickly, and then we went into Mike Reitenauer's. I think it's right, Reitenauer. Reitenauer. 
Rotten Rottenmeyer. I don't know. Rottenmeyer, anyway, yeah. Mike Mike R. <laughs> Office. <laughs> who's, the, who's, who's the lead programmer uh we went to his office where they had the arcuda cabinet set up mike's the one that's pretty much running the show on steam eh? yes yes mm. yeah so right away things that i realized with the with the cabinet that they have um i knew that they'd had it for a while i didn't realize that it's like the prototype of prototypes Oh, like the Alpha Alpha version. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. So they've had the machine for two years, I believe. Right. And so, you know, compared to the pictures that we've seen online of what the Arcuda cabinet looks like now, uh, quite a bit different. Right. Okay. Uh, just in terms of, of uh, you know, the style of sticks that are on it. There's no graphics on it. The, uh, the head the the back box and everything is a little bit different looking um, right all that so it's like okay whatever but so long as it works and functions that's good enough for me mm-hmm. they had uh they had the connect uh sitting on top of the back box okay and so i think so, in the production cabinets they've actually got like a little housing for it hey well, it turns out that the Ultra model has the housing for it, but the uh-huh. Pro and Standard, no, it's just going to be, you're going to just on have to set it on top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then it was just a matter of just jumping in. So first thing that you'll notice is the touchscreen. And yep. <laughs> I it took me a little bit to wrap my head around it because I'm so used to using a controller. Yeah. And I, so I wanted to use, you know, there's a, on theirs, they had a dual joystick and a full button array on the apron. Oh, yes. And so, so I thought, full, oh, do I use down. the, do I uh, use the joystick to, to navigate? Do I use the, you know, the flipper buttons to navigate? And <laughs> Mike just reached over and goes, tap. <laughs> Taps on the screen. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that. So okay. If you're at all familiar with the mobile uh, app, that's essentially what you're doing. That's how you navigate through this entire thing. Okay. Um, it looks yeah. like the menu system is identical to to Android, like it really does. Yeah. Now, what they did was though they made sure that all the uh, button pushes are on the lower half of the screen. So where the apron is, essentially, um, the the lockdown apron, where the controls well, no, are. Well, what, what I mean is of the vertical screen of the forty three inch screen, mm-hmm. uh, you're only using the bottom half. Pretty much. Oh, right. You're not having to reach all the way up to the top of the screen. To that would it. make sense because that'd be pretty hard. Like yeah. for some short people. Yeah. So that was a, that was a, one of the challenge people. That, uh, <laughs> that was one of the big things that Arcuda had um, Farsight do with the software right off the bat was yeah. to make it so that it's usable. Usable there. Uh, mm. So I selected uh, Adam's family first off, just because I figured that's kind of the the best you know, show pony to use. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the premier table to use and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, boom, right off the bat, you know, you kind of move your head side to side and, and you can notice that the, the electric chair and you know, you're, you're seeing it kind of shift and everything. And, and wow. I leaned forward and everything kind of rotated for, you know, so you can get a little bit better view of things. So I was like, okay, that's, that's rather interesting. Um, plunged, start flipping away. And uh, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it played like Adam's family and looked like Adam's family and sounded like Adam's family. But my so it wasn't a duck. <laughs> it wasn't the duck, quite. No. Uh, but my my first immediate reactions were, and I don't, 
I guess I kept on thinking with the Connect that it was going to look 3D. Yeah. And I'm going to state now, it's you're not going to be fooled into thinking you're seeing a 3D surface. Okay. It is still a 2D looking uh, display. However, since you can move your head, you can get different angles than you've ever uh, seen before on the table. And that is nice because it's those little subtle movements. You know, like when you get a, when, uh, if you're playing, say, Medieval Madness or or anything with inlanes at the the top of the play field Mm -hmm. that are slightly obscured by something, you wanted to see the light or which light is lit. Yeah. Well, now if you lean, you, it's that natural tendency for, of you to to want to lean and see. Well, now you'll be able to see it, and so ah. it does respond exactly how you would with actual three dimensional uh, features. But you're not going to be fooled into thinking that it's a legitimately three D, you know, sunken table. That's just not. Yeah, right. It, okay. That's not going to happen. Um, so is it more like um? But when I've seen the videos, it looks more like just layers. So uh, in the case of Attack from Mars, when it was on, in the demo video that Arcuda released, it it looked like the, the, the habit rails were sort of floating above the, um, the, the street level playfield. And sort of when they move around, it looks like the, the perspective sort of moves up and down. I'm doing this with my hands, which won't translate into the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the podcast. So, which is why you should be joining us here. Yes. Um, no, <clears throat> it's not because what you're describing is what I like to think of when you watch a documentary now and they, these days, right. And mm. all they have is photos to deal with. Yeah. A lot of times separate elements out of the photo. Oh yeah. Float, layer them. Layer yes. them. It's not that it's not, like oh, okay. it, it's not flat layers. So legitimately, when you look at the habit trail, if you come down low on the table, you're going to get a lower perspective. So your head is, Uh it is reacting in 3D space. What I'm just saying is, is it would be, okay, how about this? If you closed one eye and played a real um, table, a, a real attack from Mars, it'd be like that. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so it's a 2D with three dimensions though that you're able to see in yeah okay so yeah right. that, I, I guess that'd be the best example close one yeah, eye no, that makes sense yeah and, i get that go with that that way um, so really it's it's about the 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 different it's essentially a head tracking camera is what yes. it is so rather than a 3d mode it's a head tracking camera which allows you to have a more natural view experience when you're playing the table and for those that are curious the three camera modes or excuse me, there's four camera views in the software uh, mm. for those that aren't playing on an Arcuda cabinet. You have the completely top-down view, which yeah. is you know, called the iPad view. And then yeah. you have the other three views. Well, essentially, that's what the Connect is shifting views between. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's kind of merging and, and, and extrapolating but that is how those three views were derived. Basically, uh, Arcuda, they got their hands on being able to pick what the camera heights were and where you, what you'd be able to see, fed uh-huh. that information to Farsight. Farsight then wrote it in, and this is what they've they've come up with. So I guess what it is, between those three views, there's like, there's like a ceiling and a floor between those three views. So if you are looking sort of 
getting down too low, it'll switch into the next view, but at the ceiling of view two, instead of the right, floor so of three. It's completely yeah, yeah. seamless, but yes, I think, that, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, uh, I see. Right. That's really interesting. Yeah. So one of the things that... So there, that was the first thing I noticed. And the second thing I noticed was that I was experiencing a little bit of lag between me pushing the flipper or the, pushing the button for the flipper and the flipper actually flipping. Mm, now, okay. when I say that there was a little bit of lag, I equate it to when I was playing on my PS3 years ago, and dealing with the lag on my TV, it mm. was never so bad that it made the pinball unplayable. Mm. Um, like, say, if I try and hook it up, if I try and play on my TV currently, I don't have enough refresh, or, or I don't know what, what the millisecond refresh is. You, you don't have enough hertz to throw around. <laughs> but anyway, like I, I can't. I can. I can legitimately not play on my TV. Right. Um, whereas on my old TV my brain quickly adapted to it and mm. I was able to play with no problem. Okay. So, and, and we had a discussion with, um, Steve from Arcuda yesterday and he told us that on their machines, which are the more modern <laughs> update, you know, what's closer to what's going to be released. The ones that, that you're seeing on the videos that they're producing now, basically. Exactly. That uh, they're not experiencing basically what I experienced. Yeah. So he says there's inherently going to be a little tiny bit of lag between, you know, the, the, from the components talking to yeah. each other. But um, so, and, and I'll, I'll also state that by the time I got onto my playing my second or third table, I'd adapted to it. Right. So, okay. Uh, I'm just coming from playing on my PC at home where I have zero lag. Yeah, right. But uh, so but you like have I, to expect some you, lag because of the the way that the interface boards are working, and it's probable as well. Because I mean, if Steve was saying in our chat yesterday that, that they're not seeing any of that lag, it's most likely because they have very outdated I/O boards on that cabinet. Right, would, and then also say. Farsight is still continuing to work on. Uh, latency issues latency and tuning. Improving it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so these there's, are all there's, things that. Uh... <laughs> it sounds like a combination between old old alpha equipment that they're running it on, plus old interface boards, plus also probably an old older model computer in there as well. There's a lot of old going into the the plus factor plus whatever code is is currently running. So that's right. It's yeah. one of those things that. Um, it wouldn't discourage me uh, at this point. Yeah, that uh, it, it's being that I think it's correctable. Let's put it to you that way. Uh, right. So and, and, and as it is right now, it's not a deal breaker by any shape, way, shape, or form. Um, I mean, I played on the thing for over an hour, so <laughs> so you, you didn't basically walk away going, "Oh, this is crap because of right. the lag." Right. You went, this is great because I'm playing pinball in a big cabinet. <laughs> so what was interesting was, but then I threw in, uh, I opened up Fireball. Oh, yeah. And I didn't experience lag at all. Oh, okay. So, again, I think it's code more than anything. It could um, be on those, because Adam's family is, is, in comparison to Fireball, a pretty old table. 
in the Farsight universe. So perhaps yes, but there's also a lot more going on that yeah. impacts the processor in Adam's family as a combo compared to Fireball. So that's why yeah, I'm saying I right. think it's I think it's more code based than anything. Mm, it sounds like it. Um, so anything in code can be optimized. So right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I tested out immediately was I wanted to see back glass and oh, yeah. what was going on with that. And so I threw on Xenon and there was no infinity bolt oh, no. going around. And it was at that point that I was told that currently a lot of the, unless the animation is essential to the back glass, um, most of the animations have been turned off currently because they were doing getting a uh, performance hit and Farsight's trying to figure that out and okay. uh, optimize for it. Uh, but also with the case of like Xenon, you're talking about back glasses that are more or less square and they're yeah. going on to a 16 by nine oh, right, yeah. ratio TV. So certain things are going to get cut off and, right. uh, and lights, unfortunately, are probably one of those things, especially if it's giving you a performance hit. So might as well just zoom in and not, not worry about it. But yeah, as they pointed out, at least they got the girl's button there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> priorities, priority. <laughs> um, so that was, that was that. So then I decided, okay, I've kind of run through my checklist of things I wanted to, to kind of see. Now I need to run through the things that I wanted to see with the Arcuda or with the, uh, connect camera. Mm. So the first thing I did was I loaded up T2. Okay. Cause everybody's been asking, can you do the lean and get a better angle on the cannon? Yeah. And I can 100% tell you, yes, you can. That awesome. is pretty cool. Because <laughs> oh, I, exactly so cool. I did exactly the kind of lean that you would normally do in, on, a, on a real machine, and it presented itself exactly how I expected. Uh, you know, same thing, the, uh, same thing with the Star Trek Next Generation and those yep. cannons. Cannon leans, yeah. Yep, you can totally just lean in and see it. So that made me think, oh, well, let me check this out. So I loaded in 8-Ball Deluxe. Mm. So, Able Lux has the uh, uh, vertical or inline targets. Well, not the inline targets. No, just the regular drop targets that are on the right hand side of the table, the horseshoes. Yes. But you couldn't tell that they're horseshoes when playing the game because you never see that angle. Oh, right? okay. The only time you'll ever see that is when the camera is doing the flyby, uh, you know, on, on regular, when, if you're playing on Steam and you went, mm -hmm. as soon as you load up the table, camera does that little flyby thing. That's the only time you're ever going to see the, oh, hey, look, there's horseshoes on the on the drop targets. When you're in uh, game, it's just a flat white, you know, you're seeing the tops, basically, and that's it, right? Yeah, true. And because the horseshoes are actually, it's a stamped, it's um, stamped drop on it, right? So it's not like a, a decal or a picture. It's actually just very fine lines. So right. it would be lost on the angle. Yeah. Exactly. So again, shift your shift your angle, and you can see there them. There they are. There they are, clear as, clear as day. So it's really cool to be able to look at more of the detail that's on the table in ways that you've never been able to see it before other than watching that camera fly by. Mm. Um, and and it works. You leaning way far over the table, everything, the perspective shifts accordingly. Yeah, very cool. Um, now, you can lean too far. <laughs> oh, really? What happens then? They're, oh, the whole table goes and like it's weird, <laughs> stretched. It's it's bizarre. Um, and something that they're currently working on is if some because <laughs> this happened a few times. If somebody walks behind you, yeah, then the camera tries tracking them too, 
and all of a sudden oh. the camera angle starts going dancing back and forth. Just imagine if that was in the arcade and that was happening when people were watching you. The whole the whole it would just be jumping around everywhere. Yeah. So that's something that uh Farsight and uh Akuda they're aware of and they're going to be trying to make it so that uh, it'll track one individual and not be distracted by other individuals. Walking. It's almost like they need to have a, um, I reckon if I was, if I would put my, how would I do this hat on? I would actually have like a, a sort of like a virtual sort of box or frame. Like when you when you first start that it goes, is, yeah. are you the player? Yes. Yes. Big, push the button and then that's pretty the much. Yeah. Track. Yeah. And sort of like have it like a, initial setup phase sort of thing where you go, Hey, you're new to this. We don't, we don't recognize your face. Cause I'd say that the connect can actually do face mapping as well. It absolutely so, can. So you could probably do really like rough, not that anyone, you know, <laughs> I don't think Akuda is going to be collecting facial masks of people in their, uh, <laughs> in well, see, their... No, I don't, I don't think you need to identify it that way. I think it's simply if you're standing there, Right, and as soon as the the game gets ready to start up, little red box goes around anybody that it sees, if you will. Yeah, you can show silhouettes for all I care, you know, on the yes. back, and just yeah, yeah. who's playing, and you go, boom, that's me. me, and then that's who it locks onto, and it never veers off of you. So anybody else that's walking behind you, I reckon it would just ignore. But again, that's that's coding, uh, yeah, that's and totally I think I, I honestly think that that might fall into Arcuda's lap for for doing connect coding but i'm not i'm not 100 on that yeah um, and i the only reason why i say that is because it's not part of farsight's, farsight's game <laughs> right this is an add some add-on so but well yeah it might be an io board thing that they had to configure yeah. for yeah. connect it could actually be proprietary yeah it could but be right regardless so long as nobody's walking behind you it works pretty well um, mm. but yeah you're right about the ceiling and everything because you can dip too low yeah, it won't it won't track anymore either. Uh, it'll look all really bizarre, mm. uh, you know, like he just dropped acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> acid mode, like the acid queen and pinball wizard. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Tommy. Um, so if you go really low and you screw up the view, and then you stand up again, does it all correct? Automatically corrects to where it should be. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah. Um, so then I threw in Whirlwind, and that was oh. my first kind of experience when I went, oh, I, I, see the, I see the potential, I see the possibilities now. Because oh, okay. Whirlwind had a really great backlash. It had the six boxes that you can light for depending oh, on yes. what the seller value is, mm -hmm. uh, which is something that I am sorely miss in the regular TPA version because it only shows one box at a time. Yeah, it does. And... Uh, so the backlash looked great. The uh, alphanumeric, because that didn't have DMD, but the alphanumerics got pe you know, placed into the DMD, and it looked oh. perfect, looked great. Cool. And then the table itself, and this is where the Connect really shined, looked wonderful. And I realized why it looks wonderful is it has lots of ramps and clear objects yes. to look through. Plenty and, of layers. And so there was plenty of things shifting ever mm -hmm. so with your subtle shifting. Something I didn't notice as much in uh, Attack from Mars and Adam's family. No, because all the ramps and stuff, all the habit there rails... Was a, there was a side and... Playfield shields yeah. on, 
on attack for Mars. So you don't really get, and they're all right at the back of the play field, but right. that massive plastic ramp in, in Whirlwind is huge. And I remember yeah. when on mobile they were doing the um, conversion over from um, low level of detail to high level of detail. And we tried to test out um, the, the Whirlwind table. We found that that whole ramp is one huge alpha pane. Mm -hmm. So it is just a massive alpha pane with all the flasher tech built into it. So it's a huge overlay in that table. So it would look it would have looked amazing, I would have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. That one really catchy. And I'm very familiar with Whirlwind because it's yeah. what I basically got addicted to pinball on. <laughs> oh, I just had a thought. I just had a thought of something. Now, when your perspective shifts and you've got a, a light show going on, yeah, you know how um the way they do the flasher tech in um, Pimble Arcade, they use alpha panes um, around all the flasher globes to sort of put that sort of flare in, mm -hmm. that, that flasher flare. If you're moving your head around, do those alpha panes actually shift or are they static to where the the, uh, the flasher is? Do you know what I mean? So I know what you mean. No, it all looked correct. It, I didn't oh. see it all of a sudden being shifted, you know. Like out of perspective. Like right. the, the no, pain no, 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 no. I didn't notice any of that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that would that would break the illusion, right? Well, that would completely break the illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome yeah. that they so, managed to get that right. Um, now, at this point, also, I discovered that they hadn't adjusted any of the lighting or uh, you know bull brightness or room ambience, and so All right. I real quickly, did that. I real quickly <laughs> did that, knocked it down, and had a nice discussion about this is what I expect my tables to look like. So you basically. Oh, is it Mike? Mike R. Mike. He does that. Mike. Uh, Mike. No, 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 no. Flippy Floppy, uh, Rob is the one that deals with lighting currently. Oh, does he? Yes. So he said, Rob, let me give you a live demo of how I tune these tables. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. Right. Um, throughout the day, I kind of got in a lot of my comments to them mm. uh, and, and was able to show them actual examples to, you know, it's one thing saying it in text is another thing when I can go, look, right here, right there. That's what I'm talking about. That I'm, you know, fix that. So this thing triggers me hard. This thing yeah. right here that I'm pointing on the screen, fix that. Right. Um, but so anyway, after Whirlwind and playing with the lighting, I went, you know what I really need to see? I need to see Black Hole. Oh. Because in 2D, I always had a problem with the sunken play field. It just yeah. doesn't. I don't know. My eye has a real hard time going to it and it uh, just doesn't make much sense to me. I load up black hole and my jaw dropped. Oh yeah. Because that sunken play field looks amazing. You do the slightest of head shifts and you're seeing into that thing just like you would on the real table. Wow. And suddenly cool. there was no issue in my mind of knowing that's a window and there's a sunken play field quite a few inches below it. It, you know, I was no longer fooled by, hey, what are these weird flippers at the top that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and the ball's just rolling right over the top of them. I don't, you know. I don't get uh, this. It looks so convincing. It, it looks so convincing. And again, talk about, you know, when you go to the side of the cabinet and look down in um, and yeah, you're seeing, you're seeing those angles and it looks really cool. So then I was like, well, I hate Haunted House. I really yeah. loathe that table. Let's, let's pop. Let's, let's have a go. I pop that in, and uh, again, that window pane looked amazing, and the upper playfield looked really good too. Like ah. suddenly, it 
Whereas before I was saying that things didn't quite look 3D, that's yeah. the most 3D I've seen Haunted House look. It, it right. just visually made sense. Right. And uh, I was actually, God forbid, having fun on it. So oh, um, shut the door. All right. So that was, I mean, I, I immediately, um, once I, once I went, was home and kind of giving my notes to Arcuda on what I had seen, I was like, you guys need to do a video of that oh, because yeah. that to me sold the connect. It, it is, that's a, it's a deal breaker. And I didn't try but a fraction of the tables because yeah, um, right. I mean, you could spend all day just going through the tables. And I had other things I want to see there. You know what but, I reckon they should do? They should get a GoPro, put it on their head and have that almost like the, the player. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. 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 That's what they should do. It would be good. Oh, I have to tell them that actually get them to get a <laughs> GoPro and do it. Cause really that's the problem, right? Like all the videos I've seen uh, of the player being to the, like, you know, the camera being off to the left or off to the right. Yeah. And, like I, that doesn't sell it. You need to have that player perspective, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, something else. People have been complaining about uh, the egg-shaped ball. So, because That's of it. what's happening is is the with this whole three D perspective thing of of cabinet mode, mm-hmm. things are kind of getting stretched near the top of the of the play field. Oh. Now, if you're playing on say VB Cabs as a Vertigo table where mm-hmm. it's a vertical play field it's probably going to be way more noticeable than if you're playing on a true pin cab. Right. And the reason for this is, it's that perspective shift. If you think about when you're driving and you come up, you know, across the, the, the word stop written on the road, yep. it looks perspectively. Stretched. No, it doesn't look stretched until you go to the side or you go directly over the top of it. But in yes. your car, it looks, it looks right. looks proper. Yes, exactly. So, as I was playing, I wasn't noticing the egg shape so much. When I was observing, I noticed it a lot more. Oh. So again, it, it has to do with how you're standing, how you're lined up with the table, and whether that's going to be more severe to you or not. So I imagine all those with the, the Vertigo cabinet that have been playing this, that they're the ones that are noticing this the most because it's right there at eye level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but I made sure that I pointed it out at least to Farsight. You know, to, to again, they've read the reports on the forum. I just wanted to make sure that they actually were able they to see it. Um, as somebody pointed out in the, also in the forum, that the exact same thing happens to Time Shock. Uh, oh, really? Okay. So it, it's. I'm not sure if there's necessarily a fix for that or not. It could actually be an inherent problem with running virtual pinball in on a vertical cabinet. It could just be that perspective is just too long at the back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, hard to say. I'm no expert. In it it, it is hard to say. Uh, the nudge wasn't set up uh, other than it being side-to-side nudge, uh, and it was full nudge. There was no... Oh, right. They told me they're working on partial nudge. They also didn't have the uh, uh, bumping the table straight up nudge oh, okay. activated. Which for so, me is the one I use most of the time. Oh, that's the one totally you'd use most of the time. So yeah. I wasn't able to really uh, mess with that. And their plunger strength that, uh, as it was set up currently, was uh, way too sensitive. 
Um, so at first, like launch button. Launch and button. Exactly. At first, I thought that's exactly what it was, and it uh-huh. wasn't until I was playing uh, uh, Fireball that suddenly I made a skill shot, and I went, "Well, that's impossible if I'm like doing full, doing full, full plunge all the time." Yeah. Um, but what I realized I was doing was I was barely pulling back on the on the plunger. Ah. And so then I made sure I looked to see as I pulled back on the plunger, and I was doing a jump. It was going from zero to like fifty to one hundred. So, oh, so it see. wasn't a, a true natural. So that was something else that I pointed out to to the guys there, and we're like, "That's you know." <laughs> I wonder if that's actually hardware or software because that would be a three year old plunger, digital plunger, on that machine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's. I think it's both. I think it's a fact, and we've we've seen this before on far side tables where they had the plungers way, way too sensitive on certain tables that yeah, need true. F- finessing for, to get the skill shots. And there was absolutely no way. I mean, we're talking about, it would be a single pixel difference between being able to make a skill, skill shot, shot and not. Yeah. I remember taxi was terrible for that. Exactly. Um, so that's, I a, think that's um, brought a pinbot. also another one. There's just a sweet spot that, you know, yeah. you got to get every time. And then when you think about it, every single uh, Twilight Zone I've ever played, it's there's barely any spring on the plunger, mm. and you can pull back quite a ways and let go, and it's not knocking the har- the ball very hard. Yeah. So it's a table by table basis, and that's that's a tuning issue right yes. there. Um. But beyond <clears throat> that, I gotta say the, the cabinet felt. As I described it, it felt like an old Gottlieb cabinet and not oh. a Data East cabinet. So heavy <laughs> as hell. Heavy as hell, and no, no creaking, no flimsy plastic feel. Um, it it yep. felt like a tank. Uh, but again, this is just the prototype, not a production model. However, we were informed that the production models are going to be using the same parts that are being used in uh, Home Pins Thunderbirds table. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Ah. They seem like pretty good cabinets, so... Right, you know. um, This isn't going to be some shoddy... Sort of backyard CNC job. Right. You know, (laughs) held together with, you know... (laughs) Yeah, just glue. So, so yeah, eventually I had my fill of, of, you know, I'd seen enough of the Kinect camera and... Oh, I should also note, this cabinet didn't have... It didn't have the the boards that could do any of the shaker motors, any of the coils. Um, the sound was kind of it was kind of cool because you could feel the sound in your hands. Oh, so so even so, the flipper sounds were mm. making you actually somewhat feel like that sensation of the flipper. So I can only imagine what a, you know having coils in would do, especially when you oh. pop bumpers and stuff. That'd be amazing. Um, it would actually. With that, with that in the 3D, you would lull yourself into thinking it was real for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it would it would settle you in and stuff. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my takeaway is my takeaway from this was, yeah, I want a pinball cab, and I definitely want that Connect camera hooked up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, so, uh, so after that, kind of tour out, toured around the offices, looked and see what. Uh, what was what? What was set up? Uh, and basically, just caught up with all the dudes and dudettes. Well, I did. I mean, I kind of. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest place because it's so silent. Uh huh. 
You it's don't the hear. developers, mate. I know. Right. They all have headphones on and mm-hmm. nobody's talking. And so here I am, you know, I mean, just listening to this podcast, and you know, uh, I'm probably echoing throughout the entire place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and nobody really wants to be bothered. You know, everyone's just beer catching over their, uh, over their cubicles going, who is this noisy person entering us? Right. Yeah. Um, so I then went and talked to Ben. And Ben is the one responsible for the pinball tournaments app. Oh, okay. And I was like, Ben, I got some things to talk to you about. I've got and so many questions. So many <laughs> questions. And we got some things clarified, which was, Ooh, okay. which was good. And I got to throw in a couple of suggestions, which was good too. So first things first, what Farsight does with that app, they're responsible for the table itself okay. and making sure the table runs. Skills is the one that sets up the tournaments themselves. They're the ones that set up the matchmaking. They're the ones that determine what the prizes are. Uh, Basically, because Farsight had never done this kind of game before, Skills was like, why don't you let us handle this? Uh, So I imagine if Farsight really wanted to, they could start, you know, kind of sticking their nose in and, and setting up things. But right now they're not interested in doing that. Um, So it's kind of on Skills' plate. So that right there was answered 75% of my questions because I was having game crash issues, which Ben is aware of, and uh, he's going to be getting to that uh, as his next task after. And I'll say this, the most of the studio that works in the, on the pinball side of things, they are all getting everything ready for this license loss and how the game looks afterwards. Um, and how it functions, you know, with some people not yeah, being able to see at all any of the Williams tables. And then there's those of us that own them being able to see them and, and how that all works. And it's a monumental task that they're having to, uh, to cram and get in. So really it's just the, the pinball tournaments app and, and probably Akuda and, and just the license work that they're doing at the moment. Right. Yeah. That, pretty that's much. literally it. Literally, yeah. which would explain the reason why they're being so quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like matchmaking questions, it was like, oh, I'm gonna have to talk to Arcuda about that. The crashing, that's fine, but I uh, said, oh, was- I've I've crashed while playing a cash game, and I then discovered that uh, when I got home, that you can contact or, or uh, contact skills, skills through the app. And say, hey, I had a game crash. And then I said, can I please have my entry fee refunded? And I had seven instances of that. They refunded every single one of them. Oh, nice. Okay. So is it hard to find it? Is it hard to find the menu in the app? Uh, No, it's in the upper right corner uh, where you do menu. And down at the bottom, it just says uh, support, I believe. You click on it. And then you'll be able to go from there. Oh, nice. Okay. I then, Ben was then asking, like what percentage of the time I hit certain you know score goals? What did I think of the time limit that was there? So I gave him feedback on that stuff. But then I hit him with, "We need another table, and I think Centaur should be the next one that you guys do." And oh, he was yeah. Like now could maybe work. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> so, Centaur would be a pretty good one to use. Um, but then I also hit him with, and this was kind of 
because I jokingly said, you know, because your head to head is so wonderful, and everybody just kind of rolls their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, at least I'm not trying to have any any aspersions about how terrible it is. Right. So what I said was, what they need to put into TPA is exactly what they're doing with the Skills app. Pick yeah. a table, one table, run a two day tournament on it, and uh, y- it's you log in plays basically, and then people can challenge those plays. So you're not you're not having to be connected with anybody. You're not relying on anybody else being online. It's play at your own leisure. Yeah. And if there's it's a score that, you're right. It's if there's a score that's already posted, then that's the score you're going to challenge against. If there isn't any scores posted, then uh, you're the one posting the score and waiting for somebody to challenge it. And that that would be an excellent way of making not making people, but getting people to want to load up the app daily and, mm-hmm. and kind of work up a leaderboard that's just going to be cleared real quickly afterwards. And yep. it's a timed game, so you're not having to work, you know, a skills app is three minutes. So it's not like you're going to be grinding or or doing anything of that nature. And then I also said, and I'll get into this just a little bit, but the Stern Pinball app, they're going to start going into this token-based gold you know, collect, collecting thing. Oh, yeah, be- so the mobile offerings, yeah. It might also be on the Steam offering. I'm not sure. I think it will be on the Steam offering. Um, But you and I inherently have this, as you call them, Smurf berries. Smurf berries, man. Um, They taste like shit. Right. (laughs) We just have this revulsion of, oh, God, the energy bar or anything like that. And they were like, no, 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 but we're actually really generous with it's really easy to have these tokens and it's not an issue to, to be playing. And so I said, well, there's where you implement it. Put it in now, get people warmed up to the idea so that then when the Stern app uh, relaunches itself into this new version, people would know how it works. To expect. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, and they were kind of intrigued by that idea. We'll see if it, you know, obviously all this would have to be kicked up to management and we'll see if management actually goes, yeah, let's do yeah, that. Or if they go with so many other ideas that I kind of bounced and got replies to. Uh, no. <laughs> That's a no. Yeah. We Yes, yes, we would love that. Yes, that'd be wonderful. But there's certain time factors, money factors, development factors, and uh, they're just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but after, after uh, doing that discussion with Ben, I got led into Rob's office. And Rob is actually working on the Stern Pinball app but uh. not in the way that you think. Uh. He's working on the VR. Oh, app. All right. Cause I had the, Ocu- the, the gear VR implementation, right? And this was with Oculus Rift. Rift. Oh, right. And he's like, have you seen this yet? And I went, no, I didn't even know you were working on it. And he goes, oh, okay. And so up on his monitor, he's got the, you know, the screen of what yeah. you'd be seeing. And so they've got a whole new, Basically, this think of it as some overly wealthy dude's living room <laughs> um, that you know could afford to have a giant neon sign that says Star Trek, um, right. you know, uh, and a stern neon sign, and often one corner is a pinball or a, 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 a video game cabinet, and you look over to the side, and there's this nice bookshelves and this lovely couch behind you, and. And I'm looking around in the in the headset, and full 360 really looked looked nice. 
you select the table and this kind of robotic thing comes down and kind of assembles the, the table in front of you. And I guess that was a, a an Oculus call. <laughs> it assembles the table. It actually builds it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's you know, pretty cool. Like, you know, the body comes down, the legs get snapped on, the head, you know, gets attached and boom, there's the, and then all the little things retract up into the ceiling. So it's like oh. I said, it's, it's kind of futuristic and, and everything. It's pretty interesting looking. Um, but as I'm looking at the monitor, once the, you know, the game starts playing, I'm like, oh, well, that just, you know, looks like Star Trek, mm. you know, just like I've seen in, in Stern Film Lab. Yeah. I put the headset on. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> oh my God. I was floored. Um, it takes a little bit of finagling to basically you, you can constantly, you, you push one of the buttons on the controller and it's uh, the camera that's looking at you then tries to figure out what you know height you are. But yeah. it also determined it's dependent on where you're looking uh, with the headset on. And so it takes a little tiny, you know, couple button pushes of you, you know, either crouching or standing on your tippy toes or looking up with the headset a little <clears> bit higher <throat> or whatever, because I was able to get the, make it look like I was seven feet tall playing the table. I All was right. able to make it look like uh, my chin was resting on the apron. So nice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there was very, and then it also determined was dependent upon how close to the camera you were standing, determined how far over the table you could lean. Ah, I see. Uh, so I took a couple of steps back to give me more of a chance to be able to lean. But I'm telling you, looking at this thing, it felt every bit like I was standing in front of the real table. Really? Um, wow. I mean, it looked phenomenal. Like texturally, it looked looked the same. It's just all the just all the details and and how everything's sitting in the cabinet. It it just it, the best example I can tell you of this was I was playing a little bit and I went to put the controller down and I tried putting it down on top of the the cabinet machine that didn't all right. exist. All right, <laughs> that's well, how fooled. Yeah, how immersive it is. My only complaint, and I believe. There was a bit of the screen door effect oh, because right. what we're talking about here is it's a 1080, um, 1080 two. image basically being split into two. Yeah. So and, it's basically 720 um, each side. Yeah. So there's a bit of a screen door. And so it made like the inserts at the bottom. Uh, I couldn't quite read them. Okay. Now that also might be that I had to take off my glasses in order to fit into the thing. Okay. And there is a slider that, uh, uh, you know, can move the, the lens forward and back. Yeah. And I couldn't, I mean, I think I found my sweet spot, but I still wasn't able to see it crystal clear. I then finagled the, the, the headset over my glasses, but my glasses aren't set up for close viewing. Anyway, my glasses right, are okay. set for distance. So then, uh, we'd switch it over to like ACDC. And I was looking, and I was looking at the the you know at the back where the jukebox is, and it lists the song titles. Yep. And I'm looking, and I'm like, yeah, see, I can't even read any of those. And Rob goes, well, yeah, neither can we because it's doesn't the game doesn't have that high resolution <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. So you're dealing with what is available with the build itself, and yeah. that's something that they're going to work on. But the game runs in 90 frames instead of 60. Wow. Ooh, and geez. it's required a whole new set of tuning, but 
I'm telling you, man, it was crazy responsive. Yeah. And uh, I just told him, I said, all, all you really need is to have an actual physical box to there lean on. Yeah. to lean on, and it would be, You'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, so that's something to look forward to. I don't know when that's even going to be dropping, but you'll know it first because it's going to be first coming to Oculus before it comes to anything else. Well, it'll be Oculus only because they're really the only ones that, I mean, the other one is Vive, but, you know, I think Oculus will have this for a long time. No, I mean, before, I mean, VR. before it, before it hits, uh, not the VR aspect, but this new revamped version of the, the Stern app. Oh, right. Yeah. I think it's going to hit Oculus first and then eventually we'll filter to the other, uh, yeah. you know, mobile and to Steam. But, um, yeah, for you, for you VR people, you're in for a treat. Wow. <laughs> I was, it was really pretty cool. Um, and we've got two VRs, uh, Oculus Rifts at where I work at the moment because they're a bunch of geeks. And uh, I should <laughs> perhaps Doug and Fluffy Floppy's doorstep and say, mate, do you need an extra set of eyes on this? Yeah. Because it sounds like it's bloody amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I'll say this too I'm a stickler for resolution. Mm. I, I mean, that's, that's part of my job. And so mm. if I, if I see even the slightest of something blurry or fuzzy, when I know it should be crystal clear, that throws me off. And I'm kind of a nuisance at this one movie theater because of issues that I've had there with double, proje double projection, not lining up correctly and therefore causing color separation. It just, you know, nobody else is going to notice it, but to me, it's a, a you're like the, a uh, the comic flag. book guy. You're, you're the comic book guy from Symptoms going up and going, right? I'd like Worst to make a projection ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so they they he showed me that, but then I got to see a behind the scenes thing because this is also what Rob does: how they tune the machines. Oh, okay. So. Uh, I was just kind of talking to him and I said, I go, you know, the one table that you guys have that I've never had it play this way out in the wild and it's creature from the black lagoon. And I said, when you do a full plunge and that ball comes all the way around from the top, all the way down to the flipper and you hold the flipper up in the left flipper in pinball arcade, it hits the left flipper and bounces pretty much straight up and then lands right back down on the left flipper. In that way, that happens in real life. It does not happen in real life. Every single time, it bounces over to the right, sometimes doing a center drain, sometimes doing an outlane drain, sometimes going right into a slingshot, which sends it to the left outlane drain. But typically, it's <coughs> not a good idea to do. <laughs> no. And so really risky. Right. And so I told him, I go, now, I don't know if this is if the way that you guys have it set up is the way it was in designed and that it's simply a matter of playing on all these machines that are 30 plus years old and causing the ball to do different behavior than what was designed. Or if you guys just plain have it wrong, I don't know, but I do know what I've played out in the wild and not a single one of them has ever done that. So I don't know what they're the creature that they have at Farsight, what that does. Um, but so he kind of went, well, let me see. So he started playing with the, with the flipper angle and how the ball comes off of it. And he was actually able to make it start bouncing to the left. Oh, right. And, and, and it was like pretty quickly that he was able to do that. So that was where I got the, 
where I was able to see him, how he does tuning and stuff. He was currently working on Monster Bash and oh. taking out the railroads that are when you hit the ramps. Oh, good. Um, so he was working on those. Spoils it. Like those railroads. Railroads yeah. anywhere spoil it. Yeah. I know where they're necessary, but... He, he was also working yeah. on... Uh, he showed me how lighting, how the lighting works. Oh. And that was kind of different. So, uh, like, a good example of that was on No Good Gophers. So, you know, on the mm. back where you have the the clear plexi? Yes. Uh, for the golf cart? Yes. Well, yes. you can't just have a light shining down the bottom and it making it through all those layers of plexi. Because... As far as the computer's concerned, that's a solid thing. And the light's going to stop at that. So uh, you have to, he has to add the effect for each layer. Layer. Oh. Essentially, you know, so there's like a virtual light between each sandwich layer right. of that. Right. Right. Um, he was also able to, because he can look at any, at the table from any direction and basically get down to ball level yep. with the camera. Um, he was able to kind of go through that, and it, it's one of those things where it's folks you don't want to see what we were seeing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you see? What did oh, you see? Things that are misaligned, and uh, as 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 he termed it, it was shortcuts that people took back in those first two seasons that they don't take anymore, but drive him absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it would but, be way too expensive to take out now. Well, because you would have to have all the art assets redone. Redone, yeah. And they're not going to do that. So you have to make do with what you have. <laughs> and just get triggered every two single time you see it. Right. But as I pointed out, I go, it's funny because you're the only one that's going to get triggered because you're the only one that's ever going to be able to view these from these angles. You know, the angles that we're allowed to view it from, <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> um, But it was interesting seeing how you could you could see how... Uh, there's placeholders basically, and then there's things that are stacked on top that make it look active uh, yeah. in terms of the lighting and everything. So it was it was kind of cool to see how the how the sausage is made, if you will. Yes. Um, and then after that, I joined Mike for the Twitch broadcast, which you can view uh, even now if you go to Twitch. And go to Farsight's uh, channel. It's their most recent Twitch broadcast. I'll have to link it. Yes, you will have to link it. Um, un- except for, unfortunately, I didn't do too well. <laughs> oh, whoops. Well, I blame I blame multiple things. Uh, I blame first off playing with a 360 controller. I'm not used to that. I blame that his computer had a little bit of lag, and I had to get used to that. So that was kind of the that was the weird thing of the day. It was like, why is everything lagging today? Um, and then it was a factor of playing tables. I just haven't played in a while. (laughs) So, but it was still fun. It was fun. We only played three different tables, I think total. Okay. Um, A lot of time. The, the hour with that went very quick. Um, so did anyone ask you any questions? Oh yeah. There was lots of questions, but well, the first questions was who's that guy with the glasses? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then I I started kind of dropping a lot of uh, Arcuda information into it. Also, oh yeah, it's uh, really kind of talking talking up what what my experience was with that, and uh, what the time frame is of people being able to to get on board on all that. 
but yeah, all in all, it was, it was pretty cool. Just seeing some things. And then, um, in terms of news that I can share, they are almost done completely with Wonelli. They're oh, okay. still working on Big Buck Hunter, but those indeed are the next tables that will be coming out. Um, okay. But like I said, because of the license loss thing, it's kind of pushed all the other projects' uh, timelines Behind. back. Yeah. 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 You have to basically do everything to get the license stuff sorted. Exactly. And then um, I did see what one of the new IPs is that they're working on, but yep. I can't talk about it. Yeah. And I heard what the second IP was, but I can't talk about it. <laughs> and those are in the early stages also, so it's not like they're... Uh... But the good news is there are other IPs being developed, which so is being, one of the and yeah. and one of them of 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 the two, one of them has nothing to do with a ball of any sort. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. There you go. How interesting. Yes. But uh, it was a good visit. It was a really good visit, and uh, good to see the guys. And uh, they're. I don't know if it's just you know they they are hurting for visitors or whatever, but they uh, seem to enjoy my presence there too. Uh. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so. You know, I don't know if I was just a distraction for the day or whatever. Well, that's good. It sounds like yeah. you had a really good time up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of leads me into what we're going to talk about next week, though. Oh, okay. So we can we can go ahead and preview next week. Ooh. Preview next week. We are going to be talking to Greg, who has a uh, YouTube channel called Spacey's Arcade. And he just did an hour-long video... Yeah about his experience with the uh, software for cabinet mode on his cabinet. I don't know what brand or if it's a homebrew or whatever, we can find that out. Mm. Um, but as I was watching it, there's plenty of things that I realized these are common questions that, uh, or misunderstandings that people have. And we would kind of like to clarify a lot of that, uh, get out the proper information rather than misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into get into that. But obviously that podcast is gonna by the time that hits, it's gonna be past the 30th. Um so yeah, will. let's 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 just kind of push right now the whole software package if you're interested in getting it. What we do know about though that with the Arcuda cabinet is that it's going to be it's being designed as total plug and play. Hmm. Um so it should be simple of simple in terms of its functions. Um, so anyone anyone that knows how to like plug in a VCR should be able to make this work. Precisely. Precisely. Right. Um, that's just how the boards are that they're designing uh, are going to work. It's going to be a case where you have a console, boom, you plug it in, it works on the, yeah. on the screen. Um, if you want to uh, play Candy Crush Giant, you plug your phone into the cabinet and all of a sudden that touch screen becomes a giant mobile device and uh-huh. you can play any of your mobile games on there just as you would on your phone. Cause it's all touch screen. Yeah. Uh, right. So think about when you go to like, if you've gone to a Dave and Buster's or, or, you know, one of these arcades with giant machines and you've played giant fruit ninja, there you go. You'll be able to do it's, the same thing. That's pretty cool. Um, so that's, it, it, it's, 
they're kind of pushing this idea that the you know the target audience for this is it's open for any style of play you can think of. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're gonna there's going to be light gun attachments eventually. There's going to be uh, uh, fully licensed arcade games playable on this, um, not MAME emulation. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the positive spin on, on getting this big, yeah, this big seven or $8,000 us bit of furniture for your lounge. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Think, think, think bigger. (laughs) It may look like a pinball machine, but it's going to be for something uh, a little bit more. It has a pinball form factor, but it's a multi-use, um, entertainment platform. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that being said, the cabinets themselves aren't going to be ready for a little while. So mm-hmm. don't think that if you order it today that you're going to get it two weeks from now. That ain't right. going to happen. Um, and Akuda is the type of company that we, as we've been speaking with them, that doesn't rush things out. So, you know, well, good, enough, thing... good enough is not good enough. They want it to be spectacular. Yeah. Like basically arcade quality. Exactly. Um, exactly. Stuff. So with that, you have to do a lot of ruggedization on design and also componentry. So this is the reason why um, the cabinets are taking longer because quality is really the first priority for these guys. Yeah. Um, so if that, I know there was a few people that wanted to listen to this podcast specifically because they were on the fence about whether they were going to be buying your CUDA cabinet or not. Mm-hmm. And my, from my, my takeaway from everything I've talked to them about from me just playing the prototype machine was that if you're going to be spending the money for a pinball cabinet anyway, Oh, why not spend it on one that could handle the rigors of, you know, being out on a route. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, you know, cause I had someone contact me last week as well to ask, you know, they had a customer that was interested in getting a digital pinball cabinet and, you know, what would they recommend they do? And, you know, like in Australia, there are a couple of other people who will make shells for you and you're dropping yeah. your own gear. And I said, look, you could do that, but seriously, like just wait for this thing. Like it's, it's a beast yeah. and you, you like, you won't be disappointed. I don't think. And that was, uh, you know, we never wanted to actually give a recommendation for the cabinet until we'd actually touched it. Mm. Um, that was why I wanted one. to make sure that I, yeah, that's why I really wanted to make sure I rushed up and, and put my hands on this thing. Um, cause I didn't Even if want it to be an alpha alpha version of the cabinet. Right. You know, I didn't want it to feel like, you know, some pinball machine you would have gotten at Toys R Us. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I wanted to make sure that it was at a, a certain level of, of play. Now, if your gripes or anything have to do with the software aspect of, Farsight, look, it's not going to suddenly become photorealistic. It's going to always look like Farsight's design. So for those of you that are thinking, oh, but I'm getting it sight unseen. The only thing you're really getting sight unseen is, yes, what it truly looks like in cabinet, but you can kind of gather that from the videos that have been posted by people. That's, uh, that's, (laughs) it. it's late in the game, but that's our, our push. If you were, if you had that money and you were getting ready to spend it on something and you could buy one of these other cabinets that are going to be of about the equal price, 
I think the thing that again pushes it all over the edge is all the other things it's going to be able to be capable of. Yeah. Um, and most of those things they haven't even really been able to announce yet. So. Yeah. There, there's plenty of stuff you could do with this thing. Yeah. Um, it's not just a pinball cabinet. It's much bigger than that. <sighs> okay. I've talked way too much. <laughs> hey, I found that something this week as well. And I, I had a whole lot of stuff wish list on Steam. And uh, I got a whole lot of emails the other day for Steam saying, hey, things are on sale because it's summer sales time. It is summer um, sales time. So I went, oh, perfect opportunity for me to get some of all the, the Zen table packs that I've been missing. Um, so the, the way they've got the, if you're purchasing for the first time on Steam, all the Zen table packs, the, the older ones, um, they've got them really nicely bundled now. So you can get like the, the Marvel Cinematic Pack and all these different sort of versions of the packs. And I just went in there and just spent about 60 or 70 bucks. Um, but well, and, that and, wasn't all on Zen. I actually bought Black Flaggers as well. Ah, because it was it has dropped from nineteen dollars ninety nine when I first looked at it to nine dollars ninety nine, and then they took an extra twenty percent off that. So I said, "Oh, shut up and take my money." Oh, that's I like yeah. I was like, just give, just give it to me, and um, I I loved it. Eh? Like it's such a good table. Yeah. They've done a wonderful job on that thing, and even you know my the Surface Book uh, Two is pretty capable of running it and i think i can get some things up to wicked mode mm -hmm. um but a, a few of the other things i've had to scale back but i still don't care because it looks great yeah i've got it um, running full ultra mode yeah which is um like, makes your eyes bleed yeah <laughs> it, 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 because it looks pretty good with the levels i've got i'm pretty impressed with it yeah um and i also got uh what else did i buy um there was a whole lot of the, the, the Zen tables, which were fine. But I got um, some other non-pinball titles. And um, one of those was a sh like a bullet hell shooter up that I had my eyes on for a very long time, Ikaruga. Um, and that thing was um, incredible. This thing, this shooter up game looks amazing um, on as a shooter up. Very different to what you would see on mobile. Um, and... Yeah, I'm hooked as a. Eh? I love it. I'm terrible at it, but <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I'll just highlight with the with the Steam sale for Zen. There is a large collection of tables that are sixty percent off. Yeah, virtually everything else is fifty percent off. The only thing that that aren't fifty percent off is their last two table packs, which is Last Jedi and Jurassic Park. Those are thirty percent off. So yeah. I mean, you can still get everything on sale. Um, it's it's huge but, markdowns yeah. like mega, so just get in there. I mean, most people will probably have all the Zen tables, but if you're new like me to Steam, geez, now is the time to fork over the cash, eh? Yeah, um, and just get on it um, because, like you know, the in-game Steam experience uh, for Zen is really good. So and now you'll be able to join in all of my tournaments. Most of them, I've still got some packs that are um, uh, outstanding, um, and. Uh, I'll need to get my hands on those, but I might just go, go ahead and buy them. I was trying to get unlock codes for them, but yeah. with those prices, I probably should just go and get them because mm -hmm. um, it's like they're pretty good and I don't really mind so much. So, uh, yeah. Very we're, good. We're very good. So, yes, get on it. All right, folks. Well, with that, I think we're going we're gonna to wrap things up. Make sure you go visit our website. It is blockadepinball.com slash episodes. Uh, I was just alerted today that I had 
the wrong address in Twitter this entire time. I had the old address, and so oh, really? connecting. So that's been fixed. Thanks. Uh, um, <laughs> I thought I'd gotten all those, but uh, yeah, now and then things slip through the cracks. Uh, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Twitter? It is at Blockade, or you can follow myself. I am at Shut Your Traps, and he is at Jared Morgs. I think I'm just singular at Shut Your Trap. Now that I think about it, I always want to, I got to correct that too. Yeah, go shut your trap on Twitter. That's the only way to Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, you can also drop us an email at blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, uh, things you don't feel like being in a public forum, well, you can always send us a private message via Twitter also. That does mm. work. Um, so, yeah, we have a plan for next week, which is unusual. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be it should be equally interesting. Like I said, it'll be coming from uh, the perspective of somebody that has the general questions and not all the answers that uh, we've kind of gathered and collected for ourselves. So mm. yeah, it should be good. All righty. Well, until next time, uh, you know, if you got seven grand, have fun spending it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do it. Do it. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. See you later. Wizardamusement.com. The site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install. Totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.